Welcome to It's a Good Life, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Before we begin, I want to tell you about It's a Good Life Plus, our new ad-free subscription on Apple Podcasts. All you've got to do is open the Apple Podcast app and click on It's a Good Life. You'll see a banner under the logo that removes ads and unlocks early access to episodes. It's just five bucks a month, and there's even a free trial. Either way, continue listening to It's a Good Life and sharing the show with others. We're excited to bring you this broadcast from a live event. Brian had 600 of the top leaders in North America fly into Arizona for two days of next-level training on leadership. In this particular episode, he'll share how to build your own dream team and create a rockstar culture in your organization. You know, we're about to head into a different market, and I am re-energized by that. I don't rejoice in the pain. I don't rejoice when I hear 200,000 realtors are going to get out of the business. I don't rejoice in that statement. I don't. Because I know there's pain with that and disappointment, the death of a dream with that. But there's also the sobriety of who should be in and who shouldn't. I have totally got a clear vision for myself, for the organization, and for all of you. And that clear vision is we're going to do what I set out to do 28 years ago, which was to create the single finest professional people who had great hearts with great production, who did business in a great manner, who were so attractive in the marketplace that they not only generated tons of clients, but they had tremendous influence to influence the industry. You know, when I started in the speaking business, my number one competitor's phrase, the the speaker who was the official trainer of the five largest training companies in America at the time, his phrase was, find them, fleece them, and forget them. And some of you haven't been in the business maybe that many years, but when I first started, working by referral was, well, you know some of the stories. They would turn off the lights in the ballrooms when I went to go speak to a company. You know, Jamie Hopkins and I know each other 35 years. Jamie watched working by referral as an agent in the same office as me. And we started together all of those years. The fundamentals of these systems. You know, Kevo's up here. Kevo's now become this expert in real, real strikes. What was neat yesterday was I was listening to Kevo talking about him being on the team and how that dynamic worked. So this stuff is real world in a real place. And it's, it was the same 28 years ago as it is today. And you guys, just so you know, you're just a credit to the industry. I am proud of you. Uh, like, Pat Lancioni and I are very good friends. And I told him all about you guys a long time ago and so on and so forth. And we were plotting this event a long time ago. And I was just so proud of you because I know where Pat comes from. And he's, here he is talking to this super group of producers and he's going to say that making money is not the biggest thing. And there's not another real estate room anywhere in the world where people go, yeah, that's true. It's absolutely not. And you have great production and you do great business. And I'm just sitting there and Pat comes off and he goes, man, yeah, that's, you said that's who they were. And so you are the right people. And there's a bunch more who are not here who are the right people. And we've been very, very blessed to be able to have this great community of people. Uh, but we're going to go lead this group of people through the wilderness, towards the promised land. The journey to take a million people to the promised land out of Egypt was an 11-day trip that took 40 years. It was an 11-day trip. If they went the right way 
had the right structures, had their act together, they could have got there in 11 days. I don't know if you've been there. Israel is the size of New Jersey. It's not a big place, okay? But it took 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Just like you can have a lot of years wandering in the wilderness. My friend who wanted to prove me wrong, 17 years in the business wandering in the wilderness, gets into coaching and goes from 75 grand to 900 grand. And again, I don't have to press this in this room because you guys have all experienced this. But you need to know now, this whole leadership dynamic and this team leader dynamic, it is just different. And, and just so you know, this is not easy inside our own organization. This is not easy inside our own coaching department. Okay? Any kind of change and innovation, it ruffles feathers. It makes people uncomfortable. There's relationships involved. We have our coaches who love their clients and their clients who love their coach. And we have all that kind of good stuff. But let me say this. The market and the needs of the market and the needs of the customer are ultimately what, what it's all about. And so we're going to lead this way. And I'm hoping that this particular room comes on the journey. What you need to know is I'm back to the fundamentals myself. And so my goal with this room is because 90% of the people in this room are already in some form of coaching. I want to take this group down the road in team coaching. And then starting in January, I'm going to go find the ones who don't know us. Because I'm back and leading the charge on that whole dynamic to go find some of the lost sheep. And by the way, for some of you who've been around a long time, it was kind of neat to hear some new stories yesterday, wasn't it? And some new people who come in, and they're only three or four years here, and a wham! And you're like, what the hell? Like, I, I was on the freeway, and I thought I was the white hat, the good guy. The, what just happened? <laughs> and so bringing in new people makes us better. Just like bringing in new clients makes your business better, bringing in new team members makes your team better. And the whole team should get invigorated by the success story of the new one who comes. If that makes sense, say I. It brings back this freshness. So that's what we're going to talk about. I have three points for you. Now that comes the shock. First thing we're going to talk about building a winning culture. Pat talked about results that at the end of the day, great teams win. And we want a winning culture. You also heard about the dynamics of the five dysfunctions of the team and that culture is everything. So our first thing right now is winning culture. Mm, that was fortuitous. We're going to talk about how Buffini and Company recruits. How many of you have really enjoyed getting to know the people that Buffini and Company have brought into our community? Could I see your hands? How many of you have built lifelong relationships with some of those people? So I'm going to share with you the secret sauce. And oh, by the way, I'm going to share this with you. This is how we've done it for years. And in the last couple of years, we've kind of drifted from it too. And as the team leader... I own that. But what I'm going to show you, this has been a formula. You're going to see the real depth behind the heritage, real strengths profile, and how we use it to find the people we want. We made this available about seven years ago. We had the winning profile for every major brand in real estate. So we could tell Remax, here are the kinds of agents, here is their profile of the kinds of agents you can attract so that they'll actually be productive, successful, and stay with you. We had it for Century 21. We had it for Prudential when they were a company. We had it for all these different companies. You know that none of them ever took us up on it? Not one. Because like Pat said, that sounded too simple. And so maybe it was. But I'm hoping you are smarter than the brands that rejected it. By the way, the brands that are calling Darren Buffini every day right now in panic mode want to know what the hell to do. Because we just spent 43 Brazilian on a technology platform that the agents don't use, that it doesn't work, and it doesn't get us any freaking leads. 
I just described the whole real estate industry. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk about coaching in you. And I'm going to talk about, for those of you in Team Leader Coaching, here's how to take more advantage of what's actually there. And you need to know that I'm glad you've been with us and I'm glad you were the first involved and connected, but you need to know this thing's going to another level. So I want to make sure you take advantage of it. For those of you who are in coaching and you need to decide whether, hey, this is for you or not, you come on the journey. And then also, it's always a good decision if you go, this is not my future. We love our one-to-one -one members. And for those of you who are not in coaching, we either want you to get in coaching or start drinking. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go down, you enjoy it. <laughs> Building a winning culture. In this dynamic, I'm going to give this particular definition of leadership. There's many definitions. Here's one that's very important with building a winning culture. Here it is. Fill in the blank. It's a person who creates an environment, creates an environment in which one or more individuals are moved in a coordinated manner toward the accomplishment of a goal. A person who creates an environment in which one or more individuals are moved in a coordinated manner towards the accomplishment of a goal. Let me, let me describe Dermot Buffini and Brian Buffini. I'm moved, he's coordinated. Without me, they're just in the circle coordinating each other to freaking death in Buffini and Company. And they have process on top of process and they reject innovation. If it's just innovation without coordination, now it's chaos and we lose trust with our customers and our staff. Does that make sense? So I want you to read this definition out with me. What is, what is leadership? One, two, three. A person who creates an environment in which one or more individuals are in a coordinated manner towards the accomplishment. Why do you think? It was, it was 60 years ago Tuesday. We're going to put a man on the moon safely to earth by the end of the decade. It was September 12th, 1962. Greatest goal, human goal ever. 1962, think about it. Think about what technology they didn't have. You know, when we met Neil Armstrong, it was basically, a, he had the technology of a flip phone tied his butt to a nuclear missile. I mean, seriously, he, they put a chair on a nuclear missile with a flip phone and sent his ass to the moon. And they got him home because the very embodiment of this definition of leadership was at stake. What's the definition of a great leader? Someone who achieves the previous definition consistently. Someone who achieves this consistently. Consistently. It can't be a once in a while thing. It can't be once in a while while you're feeling the juice. It can't be once in a while while the memory serves. It's consistently. And by the way, all of us by nature are inconsistent, which is why we need structures, we need systems, we need habits, and we need help. We need help. Do you need help? You know what I'm excited about? There are very definitive things I can tell you about the future of the business, the future of Buffini Company that I'm very excited about. You know what else I'm equally excited about? What I don't know. Like there's just a bunch of stuff right now that I don't know, that I'm excited to go find out. I, I don't know how to influence my own company in the best possible way yet. I don't know how to interact with the leadership of my own organization in the best possible way yet. I'm really excited to find out. Now, we have a little help because Pat Lencioni is going to come down and help out. Here's a great quote. Leaders, be consistent. People can adapt and adjust their behaviors to yours. So you be consistent, then they can adapt. By the way, 
Is consistency a good thing in your team? What do you want as a team leader? How many of you ever heard Lou Holtz speak at one of our events? And he'd say, I want to know what I can count on on a player. He goes, if you're going to throw an interception every time, I just need to know that. If you're not going to fumble, I need to know that too. And again, going back to 1986, the first seminar I ever attended, and why principles don't change, just tactics do, and why the whole industry is saying, Buffini's just lucky because he's a couple of years ahead of the market again. And they, by the way, they say Buffini, they talk about the company as if it's a person, but that's okay. But I saw this in 1986, and this is still core content for today. Fresh minted 19, 2023. What are the three biggest needs or concerns of the people you lead? What would Lou Holtz say? Can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? Do you care about me? He took over six losing programs and within two years took every one of them to win a bowl game. He did it six times in a row, which means it wasn't an accident. I have a quote here from one of my friends. He said, when there is trust, conflict becomes nothing but the pursuit of truth and attempt to find the best possible answer. Are you good at what you do? Do you care about me? Can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? Do you care about me? Can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? Do you care about me? That's what your team wants to know. That's what your customer base wants to know about you, and that's what your customer base wants to know about your team. They want to know if they send a referral into your team, can they trust it? Or is it going to fall between the cracks? If it falls between the cracks, which is going to happen and has happened, how you build trust is how you respond. Every innovation at Buffini and Company has not worked. And you've told us which ones. <laughs> By the way, we came out to ask you which ones. And how we responded builds deeper trust. If that makes sense, say I. There are certain fundamentals that are just, okay, that's going to be the case. And we'll try this and we'll try this. What do you guys think? We'll get the best. We'll do the best. Do all the research. Do the best. And sometimes it goes over like a fart in church. And that's just the way it is. But how you respond, how you respond when it's a bad transaction, how you respond when it's a bad interaction with a staff person, how you respond is a key deal. It's okay to say sorry. It's okay to say, hey, we tried. We heard from you and now we're going to do it better. Is that okay? And that's our relationship with all of you. And hopefully you've seen that demonstrated over the last 30 years. So how can you establish trust? Well, first establish your core values. This is the marvelous thing about core values. It's the game and the rules that everybody plays by. So you're establishing the rules of the game. And the way core values work in our organization is that the person in the warehouse can confront me if I'm not living by the core values. And that's true. Now, I am in the risk of what Pat said, because I'm a famous guy, a rich guy who owns the company, right? When you're introduced everywhere you go as the legend. Now, I always thought you had to be freaking dead to be called legend. I don't particularly care for that phrase, but that's what they introduced me as when I go to these events. The legend of real estate. What the hell is that? So if you're a legend, the guy in the warehouse department or the person in sales or the person in wherever might not be too comfortable in getting feedback to you. Let me say this. I'm working with some of our team to do podcasts this next year. You're going to hear some fabulous podcasts. Would you like to hear more of Rachel Kevin on uh, assessments? And we're, going to do, we're going to do five podcasts next year, but it's going to be, okay, I'm going to do a series on money. And one of those parts on money is going to be how you, your profile interacts with money. 
We're going to do a series on relationships, and we're talking about how your profile shows up with relationships. Does that sound interesting to you? So what I went to our profile team, and I said, hey, I want to serve these guys, and I want to coach these guys up. Share with me their strengths and what their blind spots might be. And they did that with everybody, all the way through. I'm going to do a leadership series with Jeremy. I asked them to give me feedback on the CEO of the company on what his strengths are in communication and where his blind spots are. And then I did one more. I said, I want to know mine. And God bless them, they had the chops to do it. It was freaking awesome. And I'm sitting there, and, and David Lally's with me. He goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, they delivered it with a set of depends on, but they delivered it. And I went, this is freaking awesome because one of my core values is I love to grow. Establish your core values. The core values of Buffini and Company are embedded throughout the organization. And I will tell you, of everything in my life, in my work life, that I'm most proud of is how the staff of Buffini and Company adhere and live those values. Perfectly? No. Refresh them from time to time? Sure. Uh, the new iteration of where Buffco is going is one of our core values is Live what we teach. Well, one of the things we live what we teach is lead generation and working by referral. And Buffco's going to get back to working by referral in a much bigger, concentrated way than we have. Will that be a hard sell inside the company? No, because they all believe in the core values. And it's like, oh, we just forgot. This is life. You don't go to the gym one time. You don't go to church one time. Oh, I got the God thing down. Good. But we take that view to everything, and especially coaching and training. I did it one time. It's coaching, training. It's a daily process to get better. Establish your core values. Do you have them? This is one of those non-rhetorical questions. Do you have them written out? Do you? If you don't, that's okay. Maybe you can brainstorm some of that stuff at lunch today. You can research other people's and look around and then see what resonates with you, but they have to be truly authentic like Pat was talking about. The next thing is, are your core values aligned with your organization? Come fly the friendly skies, says the sky Nazis. And there's a whole reason behind that. I don't blame the people on the front line. But that organization hasn't been true to itself in 25 years, which is why it keeps getting its arse kicked by every other airline. You ever checked into a hotel? And they had a set of core values on the reception desk, and the person next to me like, and... Well, you well, hear this. Wells Fargo, once upon a time, paid me 100 grand to come and speak to them. And I was supposed to do an hour. And of course, like most events I go to, they're just, they're always a mess. And they always run off time, and they always do this. And they, all, and they go, okay, we need you to do 50 minutes, no problem. Okay, we need you to do 40 minutes, no problem. We need you to do 12 minutes, no problem. Can you do it in five? I go, name that tune. And I had the 900 leaders of Wells Fargo. And at the time, their company was being subpoenaed. Actually, their CEO was testifying in the Senate that day. And I had 900 leaders. They're paying me 100 grand. And I got five minutes. I'm just throwing my presentation out the door. So I go, okay, I got five minutes to save the world. Here's what I'm going to do. And uh, I had a photograph and I had the person, I take the photograph, I send it to the guy backstage, I go, show this at the time I ask for it. And it was a picture I took in a bank. And I said, uh, would you guys be interested in hearing from someone who started two companies in his lifetime that are both in the top 15 in the Fortune 100? So one guy, he started two companies 
that are in the top 15 in the world. Would you guys be interested in hearing that guy? Yeah. Would you buy his book? Yeah. Can anybody tell me his name? Silence. I said his name is Henry Wells. Henry Wells started American Express. Henry Wells started Wells Fargo. That's a pretty good resume. Would you guys agree? Now I'm down to two minutes, okay? I haven't said anything yet. 100 grand, three minutes down, two minutes left. Okay, Scotty Pippen, here we go. And then I said, so, can anybody tell me the one fundamental principle that Henry Wells built the two biggest companies in America on? 900 liters, silence. Minute left. I said, the president of the company is in, in front of a Senate committee right now, getting his arse handed to him. Can anybody tell me the number one principle that Henry Wells built this company on? 30 seconds left. I said, I saw this on a Wells Fargo branch wall last week in Escondido. And I took a photograph of it. And you can see it's three photos because it's a statement so long. And it said, I can define my entire business philosophy into one word, courtesy, Henry Wells. And then I told him, if they did courtesy, this is what they do this, 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 they do this. Landed the plane, 20 seconds over. Standing ovation, I walk off. And I have the senior leadership of a company that does $165 billion in income. Standing back there going, that was the most amazing thing we ever heard. And I go, I should have charged you more. And they're like, yeah, you should have charged us more. <laughs> I gave them back their core values. We all drift away from things. Ten commandments were a good idea 7,000 years ago. It's just hard to keep them. Does that make sense? That's why we need a little work. So the key is to establish the core values and then live them. So here's how you do it. To be good, hold your people accountable to the values you've set. There it is. There's that word, right? And we've got to build trust and commitment and have a little conflict to get there. And then to be great, allow the people you lead to hold you accountable for the values you've set. So establish the core values. To be good, hold them accountable. To be great, let them hold you accountable. One of our core values is Excellence, right? Excellence is our minimum standard. We have sub-points underneath our core values, and there's times I, I need this, and I need this, and I need this. Well, if it's not excellent, don't do it is one of our principles under the core value. And I've had staff people in our marketing department say, okay, you've asked for three, but if you want it to be excellent, I can only give you one. Great discussion. Give me one. They hold me accountable to them. Now, when they don't know it, and we don't reinforce it, and we don't teach it throughout the whole organization, then they say nothing, and they give me three crappy videos. So we've got to keep doing it. A good leader is a person who takes a little more time than his share of the blame and a little less than his share of the credit. It's a good one. Are you good at what you do? Behaviors that model leadership. You provide vision, be profitable, make decisions based on your values. So when you go back to your teams, you're going to share with them about the coming changes in the market. You're going to share with them about a lot of these slides I've given you. They're great for, we're going to go back to focusing on lead gen. We're going to make sure we do a little bit of authentic leadership meeting and maybe find out a little bit about some of the people you work with. Right? So I'll give you an example. When Carol shared her story, and it's great to hear, oh, hundreds of transactions, wherever else, but I came from a tough background my dad died when I was young, and I just had a couple of kids. Now, all of a sudden, the numbers actually aren't that important, are they? But with the context of that, then it becomes everything. And when we learn 
one another like that, it's when we have real depth of authenticity. And Pat Lencioni laid out a pretty good principle. And the Five Dysfunctions of a Team book you just got to take home, you can now read how to do that. Okay? Leadership is less about skills and more about living by your values. And here's what's neat about that. You guys are really good at this, which means you're already good at leadership. You're just waiting for this MBA thing to happen. You already know how to live by your values, which means you're a good leader. You are a good leader. Turn to the person next to you. Look them in the eye. Just do it. Lock eyes and say, I'm a good leader. Take turns. Do it. One, two, three. Come on. Then when we chuckle, it means we don't believe it, but that's okay. Thanks, Brian. There's so much here that we'll pick up right where you left off in just a couple of days. See you next time. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.